Hello again, welcome to another episode of the Uranium Market Minute. Today is Tuesday, May 17th, and this is episode number 124. My name is Justin Hewn. I am your host and the founder and publisher of the Uranium Insider Pro Newsletter, the only investing newsletter that focuses solely on uranium and publishes on a regular monthly basis. As always, nothing that you see or hear in this podcast is intended to be investing advice. I'm not your financial advisor. This is not financial advice. Please always do your own due diligence when it comes to investing and always take responsibility for your own choices. All right, very strong day for uranium today. We actually had the spot price down and the equities making very strong moves to the upside on respectable volume. Uh, before we run through the charts, I'm going to go briefly through the daily scoreboard. And in the mailbag section, I'm going to talk about the spot midterm and long-term markets and what we are hearing is going on in these markets. All right, jumping into the daily scoreboard here. Uh, the spot price uranium slipping again down at fit to uh, $48 a pound mid-market, slipping about 50 cents from yesterday. Um, not a whole lot of action happening in the spot market. Still, we're seeing traders take advantage of the absence of SPUT, while SPUT claws its way back to trading at NAV, uh, let alone a premium. SPUT closed yesterday at uh, over 8% discount to NAV. However, it was up over 3% today with the uranium price slipping. So SPUT is probably somewhere between a 4 and 5% discount to NAV. We're getting closer. They did not raise any new money, obviously, nor did they buy any additional pounds with that remaining uh, $27 million in cash that they are sitting on at this stage. SPUT's NAV has dropped again, now sits at $2.73 billion with the uh, continuing slip in the spot price of uranium. Uh, let's see here. Turning to the sector equity ETFs, URA reported 840,000 shares of redemptions. URNM reported no changes. All right. So that clearly happened on Thursday of last week. So that is a two-day uh, two lag time, which is what we expected. That led to 12 million in mandated selling. That was definitely Thursday of last week, which was brutal. I'm sure you remember. Um, nice to see we are seeing quite a V-shaped recovery. And as, I, as we look at the charts here, you'll see that V-shaped recoveries is really uh, the name of the game in uranium. Most of the time is how that works. All right, that's how we were uh, last, uh, last summer in the lows of August. Uh, boom, exploded higher in the lows of January. Uh, pretty much a V-shaped recovery, and we are in the early stages of that. Uh, as I said, I'm not sure if this is going to be a short-term counter-trend rally or if this is the bottom. Clearly, either way, these equities are mispriced um, to, on the low side, and there's so much upside potential here possible. URA closing today up 4.39% on the day on very respectable volume, closing at the highs of the day, printing a beautiful candle here. Very nice to see. Sprott Physical Uranium Trust, as I mentioned, was up 3.16% on the day. Volume still not there. Um, we still need to see an uptick in volume in SPUT to really be off to the races here, and that is not happening yet. Now, SPUT is a, a very popular vehicle for institutional players because of the reduced risk of exposure to the commodity rather than the individual minor risk and because of the great liquidity. Therefore, my opinion, we've yet to see institutions piling back in here. That's what we're looking for. That's what we're watching for. However, it is nice to see a good uh, rally happening here. Cameco also very strong, up 4.5% on the day, uh, closed a bit down from the highs on the day, uh, but we did regain that rising 200-day moving average, closed above it. Very positive sign for Cameco. Although the volume is slipping the last three days as the stock has been up, would like to see the opposite, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see another pullback here. 
All right. So I had a question come in to me about the various markets, uh, spot market, midterm market, long-term market. The, um, the nuclear fuel consultants will quote different prices based on timeframes of deliveries. And the spot price is the most transparent price reporting in the uranium space. You'll see price reporting on a daily basis. You'll see price reporting that is free for all to see. Um, however, the other uh, elements of the fuel cycle, you can see price quotes for free from UXC, for example, which is one of the more prominent nuclear fuel consultants. You can create a free account at uxc.com and you will get that price reporting at month end for all of the other elements of the fuel cycle. You will see U308 on a daily basis from entities such as Numerco, at Numerco, N-U-M-E-R-C-O on Twitter. Um, there are a number of other places, but Numerico is uh, sufficient to follow for daily and intraday updates on the spot price of uranium. Now, with all of that said, the spot price movement largely is noise. It's, it's not really the most important market by far for nuclear utilities and for a recognition of trends within the overall space of uh, nuclear energy and uranium, okay? So as, what have we seen? We've seen a pullback from $64 a pound all the way down to $48 a pound. Uh, that's a pretty, pretty substantial pullback um, just over the past month, five weeks or so. And so uh, what does that mean? Does that mean the th thesis is invalidated? Absolutely not. It doesn't really mean anything other than the absence uh, because of uh, financial markets of one of the largest buyers in the spot market or the largest buyer in the spot market, and that is SPUT. Now, SPUT has stepped out because the flows are not there currently in a risk-off market. So what does that mean? Other players will take advantage of that. Uh, sellers coming in, um, dripping that price down, and uh, it sounds like some utilities are starting to get interested again at this spot price. And considering that a lot of utilities um, contracts are at least partially referenced to the spot market. What does that mean? That means when the spot price is down, the utilities might be interested in signing some contracts, even for the midterm. And that is actually what we are hearing. There are utilities interested in midterm deliveries. What else are we hearing? Uh, utilities are looking at um, some utilities, US and non-US, so that would be EU and elsewhere, um, are looking at contracting in greater volumes than what they need to contract at in order to cover their needs going out into the future. That is what we would refer to as restocking. We have been in a destocking phase in terms of inventories for the utilities, generally speaking, for a number of years. We saw mostly flat inventory numbers for quite a few years in the US, and now we're starting to see those inventories drop. Um, so that is, that is a destocking. Now we're seeing utilities interested in contracting in greater volumes to bolster those inventories, probably because of what they're seeing coming down the pike. What are they seeing? Energy crises globally. They're seeing security of supply is becoming, again, paramount. They're seeing, uh, you know, the smart utilities are going to see that there is a structural supply deficit for uranium and these higher prices are coming and they're going to need to come anyways in order to incentivize these projects on the margins to balance that deficit. Now, that is what is coming down the pike for, uh, for the remainder of this decade. And the intelligent utilities are going to make sure that they are covered. What else are we hearing? We are hearing that um, a non-US utility put out an RFP, a request, request for proposal for a relatively large uh, delivery of UF6, and they got zero offers, zero offers for suppliers of that RFP. Um, we do know that the conversion market, the market for UF6 are relatively tight because of Russia's 
large um, uh, presence in that market, uh, around 38% of the conversion market coming from Russia. And so Western utilities are looking for conversion, looking for enrichment, uh, ex-Russia, and that is creating a uh, upward pressure on the price. And we are seeing that. Okay, so spot market is what? Less than 12-month deliveries. It's the most transparent. It's um, the most active in terms of traders. So traders will trade pounds back and forth with each other. With each other, traders will sign what's called a carry trade contract, which is essentially a uh, a, a promise to deliver to a utility out into the future, and they will typically cover those uh, needs for that delivery in the spot market. So that is still happening to some extent, although a much lesser extent than it has been happening in years past, um, simply due to the volatility in the capital markets. Okay, now we have rising interest rates. We have spot in there as a buyer. Um, when, when a market like the spot market can be so uh, substantially, um, I don't want to say manipulated, but so substantially influenced by the flows of capital that makes traders a little bit more, uh, uh, not necessarily nervous, but cautious about uh, placing trades in the market. So that has slowed down. Carry trade has slowed down. The reverse carry trade I've discussed in the past is still definitely still happening. Um, whenever we see the spot price much higher than the uh, midterm price, then we will see uh, these carry traders who have signed trades, carry trades in the past, unwind those pounds, selling those pounds to spot, covering uh, their, that short by signing midterm contracts with a producer. But that is still happening. Um, I don't think it's happening as uh, substantially as it was last summer, last fall, when spot was really accumulating a lot of pounds and the spot price went on a moonshot but it is still happening. So what are we seeing? The midterm price is, uh, is quoted um, trade tech, $61 a pound, okay? Uh, UXC is quoting a little bit lower in the mid fifties. This midterm price is more of an accurate price of what utilities are signing in terms of contracting going forward for the midterm, uh, two to three, maybe four years, right? So the long-term price is then, uh, the long-term price is quoted at a lower $51 a pound. Why? That doesn't make sense, right? Why would the long-term price be substantially lower than the midterm price? The long-term price that's reported is basically a baseline. Um, it, it's a place for negotiations to start, essentially. It doesn't mean that is what utilities are signing their contracts for. It doesn't mean that's what producers are signing contracts for. As we've already heard, um, there was a uh, utility that signed a contract with um, a producer that had that producing out of Kazakhstan. We don't know if it was Kazatomprom. We don't know if it's Uranium One or Arano or Cameco, um, but that had a, um, a a floor and a ceiling that was largely market market referenced uh, reference to the spot price of Uranium. We don't know where the fixed portion of that contract was, but the ceiling price for the spot price was in the seventy dollars a pound for the later years of that contract going out into twenty thirty. Um, so this fifty one dollars a pound long term price is really just a baseline um, to, to say negotiations can essentially start here. It's not, it doesn't mean that's what utilities are paying or signing contracts going forward at, but all of these, all of these markers for the fuel cycle in terms of the U308 markets, short-term is spot market less than 12 months, midterm, uh, midterm price, in my opinion, that's the price that is most accurate, especially when it comes to uh, a more active market currently with this reverse carry trade. So if that midterm price is being quoted at 61 by trade tech, we have a spot price at 48, it's being quoted at 55 by UXC. Um, th there obviously is not any carry trade unwind happening here because why, why would you sell 
pounds that you're holding that you promised to deliver out into the future, why would you sell those in the spot market at 48 bucks a pound if you can't cover them for less than that? You have to go into the midterm market for 55 to 60 a pound. That's not happening. So we need that backwardation in order for the carry trade unwind to happen. When I say we need, it's not necessarily something we want, but it is a phenomenon that has added liquidity to this market during times of heavy purchasing by spot and any other uh, entities that were or are in the spot market going forward. All of this is to say that um, while the spot market is transparent and reports intraday, and it's what we all watch and tend to follow in terms of um, this investment thesis, it is probably the least important element of the investment thesis when it comes to gauging the health of the nuclear market and the nuclear fuel uh, fuel cycle market. So um, most of the time we are going to watch SWU, that is the cost of enrichment. We're going to watch the cost of conversion. And we're going to look at the mid and long-term contracting, especially the long-term contracting, because that is where you're going to see utilities locking in security of supply going out at the end of the decade. And we know that supply deficit really gets exacerbated with the expected declines of production coming from Kazakhstan out towards the end of the decade. Uh, Cigar Lake is set to decline out towards the end of the decade. Um, a number of other mines are set to come offline during that period of time. So we know that that supply deficit is there. And it essentially is a matter of time before um, utilities that are uncovered during that period of time lock in those contracts. And we are not seeing a lot of long-term contracting actually being signed into place right now. But what we are hearing is there's a lot of discussion happening off market. We believe that utilities are sort of stepping back here. They are um, waiting to see what happens with uh, Russian supply. This is a supplier that's been highly reliable um, for decades. And so the fact that they are essentially gone right now in terms, at least in terms of signing new contracts, utilities are definitely waiting to see if that is going to be a permanent situation, if there's going to be a bifurcated market, et cetera. And also waiting to see, okay, was spite a flash in the pan or are they coming back? We do know that there's plenty of capital on the sidelines. We believe that when the markets go back to risk on, we're going to see capital come back into this vehicle. That is what we're watching for volume um, and a surging, uh, surging price for the trust units in the spot vehicle. So our eyes are on that for the short term. In the midterm, the long term, we're chilling. Um, this is just another volatile swing, another 35, 40% pullback. Uh, this is the second one we've had. This is the third one we've had in the last 12 months. So um, it's getting easier, isn't it? <laughs> uh, hang in there, everybody. If you are a member, I want to remind you that this Friday, we will be having our May members only webinar. If you're not a member and you're interested, you can join us that day. If you sign up beforehand, we do have a quarterly option. If you're not wanting to commit to a year with us, that will give you access to all of our previous content, we'll give you access to the next three members webinars, as well as our focus list of recommended stock picks. And um, one of those one of those picks is a call spread that um, is back to a attractive price. So that's something you're interested in. You can check out our service by clicking the link in the description below. And uh, let me know if you have any questions. All right, be well, take care. I will see you tomorrow. Cheers.